In today's episode, to begin, me, Zwick, Jordan are going to break down the national championship game and talk about Michigan being the winner. And then Butsy, Zwick, and Jordan come on and talk about NFL Week 18. All right, I'm here with Jordan and Zwick. We're going to recap the college football national playoff. Uh, we should have been doing this earlier, but Jordan fucking got confused last night about timing or whatever. And don't let, let's hear your stupid ass side of the story. Is that what happened? Is that what that happened? That is what happened, dude. Is no, that what you're I went telling to, people? That is not what I'm telling. That's what happened, dude. What? First off, I go That's to ask him. I go to ask him as I'm leaving last night. Um, I go to ask him what the plan is for tomorrow. And this motherfucker freaks out. And then kicked me out of the house and walked me out of the house, <laughs> and <laughs> which you did do. So he's sitting here laughing because he knows he did that. He freaked out and walked me out of the house. I didn't say a word. Him and Bussy were shouting insults at me and telling me to get the fuck out of the house. What, what kind of insanity? This is an they, exaggeration. They called me slurs of many varieties. <laughs> no, they didn't slur, but they, you know they were being I, offensive. I don't usually like to have these conversations in front of Zwick. You asked to have he's, this he's on, the rookie fucking pod. on the podcast, but hey. he needs to see this. Maybe he needs to see this. Sometimes the kid needs to see the parents fight, and that's exactly mm. what this is. Guys, Max's please, story. Please you're the mother. Divorced. I'm the father. Please I'm the father. Get divorced. You're the mother. I'm the father. Max has been hitting me, too. I, I, I have not, dude. You're just he, blonde uh, he, and you bruise yeah. easily. I I believe it. Zwick Zwick comes home every night with bruises, and I wonder yeah. who it's from. This Most is what happens. Bruises too. Yeah. <laughs> Max's story is completely fabricated. Okay? That is not, dude. That is not okay. True. Can I tell my story? Fucking go ahead. Okay. We we watch the college football championship. Well, you know what? I'll start with this. Max <laughs> Overbreak has a job. Okay. He works nine to five in a kitchen. He chops carrots all day. Super no, cool. I do okay? more than that. I do more okay, than just what, shopping whatever. Carrots. You're a fucking cook. I get it. I, on the other hand, don't have a job. I have more time than him. I do ever have a class. I also like to go to the gym. I and have what's a the class? Life. Okay, all right, okay. hold on. I this gym is, low, gym, is gym is thin. Gym is thin. Gym is thin. Secondly, what class is it? Uh, it's intro to literary culture or something like all right, that. So it's, really uh, need to be it's locked a lot of writing and reading. Intro. Yes. So are you actually? So you actually are you actually writing and reading? Class. Yes, I do. I have to do a lot. My teacher's a dick. Mm. Okay. Anyways, anyways. Online class too. Okay. I make. I make. Fraudulent. I try to make a TikTok every day over break. I think I've missed maybe four or five days. So it frustrates me well, when I get texts. Up. You're on a when bender. It, when I get texts on my phone that say, "Hey, where are the talks at? Can you make more talks? What are you doing? Make a TikTok." That frustrates me. Okay. <laughs> and last night, it bubbled over. <laughs> okay, after the Michigan game, Jordan, Max... Jordan was drunk, dude. He freaked out. He literally freaked out. I wasn't out. even drunk. I wasn't even drunk. You had at that six point. Miller lights. You were fr- you were I drunk. Had, I had six Miller lights. Exactly. I was that drunk. Not that drunk. So Max, that's asked a lot for me, you. Max asked me when I'm gonna do the college segment. And I go, why the fuck would I do the college segment? There you go. I have this done one See, college segment the all out. year, just like that, just like that. And then Max I, goes, hey, okay, Jordan. okay. I'll you admit said, I was okay, drunk. You would do the I'll admit segment. I was drunk, so I was a little confused on the scheduling, and I, I tried to ask for my clarification. And you freaked the fuck out. <laughs> Dude, okay, he got in my face. He got in my face and shoved me across the room. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now he's just lying. That's not true. And then Butsy got in the middle of it and had to break it up. Butsy did instantly take my side. That was great. 
Yeah, that was a, that's as a always. What else? But you're lucky. I love you. You're lucky. I love football. You're lucky. I'm excited to podcast and talk about this game because I should be watching Lakers Raptors right now. That's what I should be doing. I have it it's on a the big corner. game. It's, it's a, a big, big game. Lakers game got off to a good start, up four after the first quarter. I should be watching that. Instead, we're here. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Yeah, Lakers up ahead, four is a big start. Yeah, Zwick, you <laughs> must not be uh, tapped into our NBA shows. Oh, I'm not. No, no. <laughs> Enlighten me, please. Just don't worry about it. Let's let's talk. We'll, Lakers we'll talk football. I, I, I stick to, I stick to pigskin. <laughs> <laughs> to put a pin in it, that was a very masterful transition, Jordan. Yeah. Uh, good job. Yeah. Um. All right, I I'm sorry you guys had to hear that on the pod. I'm not. They needed to hear it. They needed to. Um. All right, so let's talk about the college football and oh Jesus, the national championship game. There you go. Um, this was not a good game, Zwick. Yeah, I mean, it I it was a good game for about two and a half quarters, I'd say, and then Michigan ran away with it. Washington actually did a really really good job after the first quarter. I think they they held them to I want to say in the first quarter I think it was like eighteen yards a carry in the first quarter. Oh my god, that's that's bad. That's not that's not <laughs> defense at all. But then in the second, is and it third really quarter, holding them to it? If they, <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> but in the second and third quarter, they held them to I think around three to four yards a carry, and that's not great, but it's very very much improved. And they actually did a good job. I think the defense kept them in it for a while. Michigan's offense went stagnant. But, I mean, Penix couldn't get anything going. The receivers, I feel like, were getting open, but just they Penix had no time to throw. His offensive line didn't do him any favors, and that's not really totally their fault. I mean, Michigan's defensive line beats up on almost every O-line in the country, if not every single one. So, I may have fucked up betting a 30-rack 30 30 beer with Butsy. I think that he hustled me, and um, I probably picked... Washington just based off vibes and just because I fucking hate Michigan. But I, I truly thought they were going to win. I really did. I thought that their offense would be way more explosive. Like there was no explosive plays last night. Like there was all season for the Huskies. There was no downfield completions of 20 plus yards. Roma Dunze was good, but he couldn't get the ball. And if you can't get your best players the ball, then I mean, it's going to hurt. I mean, the fourth and seven, I think it was towards the end of the first half where he was wide open and Penix just missed him. And I yeah. think that was a game changer that really sunk the Huskies. Uh, Jordan, you were talking about how you noticed that there wasn't a bunch of, you know, elaborate play calling on Washington side. Like they were, he was, uh, Penix was making really simple reads, you said, and he just did it. Do you think that was the offensive line or do you think Penix just played bad? I think that was a product of Michigan's pressure. I think they had to get the ball out quick. And you saw Alabama do a similar thing in the college football playoff. Penix in the first half had no time to throw, uh, was constantly under pressure. So in the second half, they kind of adjusted, just got the ball out of his hands really quickly. I don't think that was, uh, you know, saying anything about Penix. But we were we were watching, me, Butte, and Max are watching this. It's 14-3, to and Michigan had the ball. Michigan gets a few plays into their drive, and then all of a sudden – Blake Corum breaks off a giant run through a hole that I think you could have fit an 18-wheeler through. And at that point, we all just said it was over. I mean, it it was it was just clear that Michigan was the better team. That drive ended in a field goal. They go up 17-3, but it was just a clear mismatch, I thought. Um, Washington had no chance of stopping that run game, and Michigan was getting pressure all day. So I think I have 
some questions about Penix. Um, but overall, I just thought Michigan had way more talent up front. Yeah, the key the key to this game was the just the line between the defensive line and the offensive line. The defensive line of Michigan, the offensive line of Washington, their battle in the trenches. And I maybe naively thought that Washington's offensive line was going to be able to hold up because for the entire season they were one of the better if not the best offensive lines in the country and we knew def- defensively Michigan's defensive line was one of the best if not the best uh in the entire country as well i thought that washington was going to be able to get it done and i thought that michael penix was going to be able to emulate his performance against texas where he was making the right read he was making the right pass he was accurate he was standing in the pocket, taking the pressure, and still, you know, making the right play. Uh, he did not have any any time last night. I thought I thought this was less of an indictment on him and more of an indictment on. I mean, just not an indictment or anything. Just uh, praise to Michigan's defensive line. I I think um, we, myself included, underestimated it, and they went in there and they showed that there was sort of levels to this game and. I, I thought that that defensive line play from Michigan up front, I mean, they were getting pressure on the quarterback, Michael Penix. It felt like every single time it was not a running play. He just, it felt like he was scrambling every single time or getting hit or, you know, holding his ribs and standing up after a big hit. It felt like he never had an opportunity to really set his feet and make a really solid pass. And um, he was inaccurate. He had a couple of missed throws to Rome Adunze, which I know Rome is, um, one of the better wide receivers in this class, you can argue between him and Marvin Harrison. And he had some opportunities to catch a couple of those long balls, but I mean, he was making passes that if Roma Dunze caught them, that they would have been considered good catches. And I don't think I, I was, we were talking about it when we were together. I don't think he made a single good pass last night, to be honest with you. Um, I felt like everything was really forced and, you know, just a lot of stress on him. So I don't know how much of that is an indictment on him. It's sort of like a Bryce Young situation where there's just not a lot of protection from the offensive line last night. So what can you really see from your quarterback when he's constantly in trouble, you know? Yeah, I do think it was clearly a bad job by the Washington O-line. But I do think you also learn things about your quarterback in those types of games. I think you you can see how quarterbacks handle pressure. And, like, early in the NFL this year, it was clear the Texans had a terrible O-line. And C.J. Stroud handled that pressure really well and Bryce Young didn't uh for the Panthers so I think this game although Penix was under pressure a lot I it it's gotta hurt his stock a lot like because he he was not getting sacked instantly like he had chances to make throws and he missed a lot of throws multiple throws it seemed like he was at least making good reads but he was just inaccurate with the ball so um, going into this game, you know, I'd only seen him play once in the in the playoff game, and I thought he looked amazing. Obviously, he did look amazing. He played amazing in that game. He had a pretty a much cleaner pocket. Um, but yeah, this game I think definitely hurts his stock, and and definitely my thoughts on him. Zwick, what do you think? Yeah, and I think that he was a, he was a, he was never gonna be like a top two, three Caleb Williams, Drake May, maybe even Jaden Daniels kind of guy. He was never gonna be that. Because I believe he's 24 already. We're going on 24. And it's... He's had a couple of knee injuries, too. Yeah, he's had multiple injuries at Indiana. He was banged out all the... Banged up all the time. And I just... Like, he he's... I think he's fallen down into, like, maybe early second, mid-second round. 
like it's it's really hard because we see, like we we talk about how he's similar to a guy like Tua, like we talked about in the pod, and you could be like, oh, it's just because he's a lefty, whatever. They're both extremely accurate with the football, and they're both pocket passers and not the most athletic guys. And that's what you get with Tua and Penix and maybe even like a Kirk Cousins kind of guy. And it seems like they both need a very clean pocket. They do. And they they both have incredible receivers. I mean, Washington has at least two, maybe three NFL receivers on their team right now. And they're going to be very, very good players at the next level. Like we talked about Roma Dunze. I think it's not that insane to say that he's – pretty close to Marvin Harrison. Obviously, I, I think Marvin Harrison is the 1A, but I'm not it's not that insane to me to say Roma Dunze is not that far off from him. I think he's that special. I think he's that good after the catch. But like the the Washington offense just couldn't do anything. They they couldn't get it going. I think Penix helped his stock a lot versus Texas and versus Oregon in the Pac-12 championship, but it hurt last night. But I also like the spin zone to that in my head is that what college quarterback has looked good against Michigan this year? Cause I, I haven't seen one, and I, and I don't think you probably will see one. And I, I just, I just don't know how many teams really, really want a 24 year old pocket passer. Who's been banged up and had multiple injuries. Zwick, do you think if JJ declares, would he go over Penix or before Penix? I guess. Uh, Probably, ah, I see. I don't like. No way, I, dude. I don't. Think I, so. Yeah, I don't know yeah. because that's because I don't AJ, think so either. He he's been, I mean, his whole career at Michigan, he's been you know a play action guy, uh, you know, quarterback power, quarterback draw, you know, almost run first kind of guy. And there's nothing wrong with that in college, but it's it's not going to work in the NFL. It's like guys like Justin Fields, like Lamar, early on in his career. Obviously, he's progressed way farther than anyone else has, but he's not like, Lamar or fields though, as a runner, like he, he can run. No, I don't think no, he's that. not, but he's, he's one. I mean, I'd say he's one of the better running quarterbacks in, in the country. And I think that's probably his strong suit because his arm, I, I want to say is average at best. I mean, he, he, he's thrown, I think he's averaged like 12 or 15. I think he had 10 completions last night, something like that. 18. And that's not like I can't. I'm not gonna blame him for that. That's not his fault. He's his run game is working. They're not gonna switch up from that when that's clearly what's winning them the game and it's what's winning been winning them games all season. But the fact of the matter is that, that will hurt your stock because teams want to see you play spread. They want to see you t- be able to air it out, hit tight windows, make the big throws. And McCarthy hasn't done that. He didn't do that against Washington. He didn't do that against Bama. And teams are gonna see that and they're gonna they're gonna think, how badly do we want a guy who arm is average and kind of has a low ceiling into me? So I guess I would say Penix over McCarthy. I don't really, really, really love either of them, if I'm being super honest. Obviously, I think they're like the three and four if we're talking quarterbacks in this draft class. This class is really, really good. So you can't go wrong because expectations, I think they're probably like career backups. I would love for them to prove me wrong because I think they can be really fun at the next level. But as of right now, I just don't see it. And also McCarthy is slow on his reads. It feels like it feels like yeah. he's a half second behind and misses. He missed Wilson last night on some routes. He was, it's, it seemed like the routes were working and he was getting open, but he just was reading 
the route late and getting he the ball stares to him. down his receivers exactly like, hard and sometimes he drops a very accurate pass and it works but he's not getting away with that in the NFL NFL safeties and defenses and coaches are way too good and they will pick you apart if you stare down your receivers so Michigan almost lets Washington back into this game. In fact, I thought Washington might might come back and actually get it done. Obviously, that the the only long pass of the game for Washington gets called back on a hold. Uh, I'm talking about the pass to Roma Dunze that kind of got them in. I believe got them in the red zone when they needed it most. And there's a hold on the offensive line that brings them all the way back. And it just felt like after that. It was completely done. I think immediately right after that play, Penix throws a pick, and then immediately after that, Michigan scores, something like that. So that was big. I don't think – I I saw people bitching about the refs. We were actually really bitching about the refs, but when I went back and looked at it uh, later to prep for this, obviously I do a lot of prep for these episodes. I'm like a really good uh, host and everything. Um, oh, yeah. I – I uh, <laughs> went, No, but when I went back to prep, um, I saw that it was both five – penalties on each team so not a huge discrepancy they just kind of were, were letting them play and i mean that was a hold on the offensive lineman on on washington i mean it was a kind of a ticky tack call but you got to live with that and i mean i don't know if you're saying that that's why they lost that's not why they lost um but let's go to michigan now and talk about why they won they looked elite uh their offense almost gave it away they went pretty stagnant in the third quarter and kind of late second i believe and after that, um, their their defense is what totally kept them in this game, and thankfully they were able to get some points and kind of seal the deal there. But Zwick, what stood out to you about Michigan, the team as a whole in this game? I mean, it's got to be the run game. They think, I mean, I, like I said, they averaged like 18 yards a carry in the first quarter. I mean, Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards basically were running wild all night. And it did get it did Washington did get stout as the night went on. They kind of bottled up and you know helped gave them they they gave them life. The Washington defense put them back in the game and gave them hope. But when you have running backs averaging 17 yards a carry, Donovan Edwards had six carries for 104 yards. That is, I, I don't know how you win when you give that up. You you it's almost impossible because. The Wolverine run game was unlike any other. Blake Corum had six yards of carry, 21 for 134 and two touchdowns, and they both had explosive plays. Blake Corum had a 59-yard run. Donovan Edwards had a 46-yard run. J.J. McCarthy had a 22-yard run. And when you're giving that up consistently, you get tired and you get slow and your defense is you know chugging, chugging for air and the confidence is in the gutters. And I think... After Michigan went up 14-3, I think Washington started to panic and they they went away from their like their RPO game that they had been going all year which has really worked really well for them and they kind of went away from that and started panicking, went away from the run game, kind of just, you know, like playing with like a chicken with their head cut off basically. And that's just not a recipe for success. You have to stay with the plan, you have to, you know, do what's worked for you all year, but it didn't matter because if you can't stop the run, it's extremely hard to win the football game. Jordan, what stood out to you about Michigan? Yeah, same thing. Took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, the rush, the the rushing game. Edwards had 17 yards per carry by himself for the game. That's that's absurd. 300 yards on the ground and four touchdowns. Really hard to win 
uh, when you let up 300 on the ground. I think this game to me showed me that Michigan was undoubtedly the best team in the country. And I think that Florida State fans, maybe some Georgia fans, are going to try and put an asterisk next to this one. Michigan beat Alabama, who beat Georgia. Florida State, we all know that story. They, they, None of us believe that they deserve to be in the playoffs. So to me, this is this was just a dominant season for Michigan, uh, a well-deserved championship, and I don't think there is any argument that uh, you know there should be an asterisk or anything like that. You don't, especially with all the scandals going on. You don't think there should be any asterisks or any conversation when you look back about how I, I think I think they're the they they prove they're the best team in the country. If you want to talk about the cheating and stuff, I mean, go for it. But what do you think? They I cheated. mean, it makes sense. You are a Pats fan, so I'm sure like, <laughs> you kind of throw cheating under the rug. That does make a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's hard to argue I with. See, I get that. I get where you you're getting that take from, but I I do yeah. think like that's got to be a part of the narrative around this game. Like there was. There's some skeletons in the Michigan closet right now. They have this scandal. Alabama talked about it going into the game. Now, I never want to side with Alabama over anything, but they mentioned like they couldn't watch tape on their iPads or whatever because because of whatever happened with the cheating scandal. And I mean, it's got to be something that is somewhat mentioned um, when talking about their run this year. Now, is that a full part of it? No, because you can't. Like it's not like the Michigan players weren't going in there every day and putting in all the fucking work and doing all that's possible to win a national championship. Um, and then, you know, like they, they were doing that. So you have to give them credit. But I do think when the media and fans other than Michigan fans talk about this national championship, there is going to be somewhat of an asterisk next to it. Yeah, I, I think if you want to say cheating, like is why they won. Like, I would just disagree with you. Whole yeah, party. I agree. I, 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 I 100% disagree with that or agree with what you're saying. I disagree <laughs> with the fact that cheating is, is why they won. They clearly were the better team. I do feel that if Georgia was healthy, I feel like Georgia would have beat them. And I, if you feel free. Okay. So, well, then that goes to the question of, do you think Georgia deserved to be in? Which was my next question. Because I, I, I don't, I think, let, let me, yeah, let me, or sorry, go ahead. Me? No, you can go, Zwick. Yeah, you go. I like. I think it depends on how you look at it because there's it, Georgia's undoubtedly, if we're talking talent and team wise, Georgia's undoubtedly one of the best four teams in the country. There's absolutely no question about that. But I there's no case for them besides the talent because they lost to Bama, who lost to Texas. And Texas didn't. And would you have said Texas wouldn't be deserved to get in? I don't. I wouldn't think. I wouldn't think anyone would say that. So the thing is, you couldn't have Texas in if you had, or you couldn't have Texas out if you had Bama in. Exactly. If Bama was in, Texas had to be in, which is why Georgia couldn't 100%. be in. Hundred percent. And you, I mean, you couldn't have put Georgia in over Bama after Bama just beat them, right? I mean, correct. That wouldn't make any sense. But I think if Georgia and Bama play again. I think it goes either way. I think I think Georgia could have beat anyone. I think they could have beat Michigan. I think they could have beat Texas, Washington, anyone in the country. But they didn't. At the end of the day, they did not beat Bama, and that's the difference. And I mean, I don't I don't know what else to say. Like, yeah, you can say they're talented. They're more talented. The roster is better. Kirby Smart put this team together better than anyone else did. 
but that doesn't matter because they didn't win. Yeah. I, I think that's all you have to say. I think 100%. Bama beats Georgia. Michigan beats Bama. That that's really that's all I have yeah. to say about Michigan. Max, you have yeah. any thoughts? I I agree. I I don't have an argument. And also, you have to look at Georgia's strength of schedule. They played cream puff teams up until the latter end, and they got a loss 100%. late there against Alabama. So I yeah. mean. Like Alabama played somewhat of a gauntlet this year. Um, Michigan had a relatively hard schedule. Washington had a very hard schedule. Like all the Texas had a harder schedule. I mean that, and I don't even think Georgia necessarily thought they should be in it when they when Kirby Smart talked about it post game after that FSU blowout win. He said something along the lines of he blamed it on you know the system of the playoff bracket and everything rather than. Um, complaining about georgia not being in he instead was like it's just the system that's broken they need to figure it out uh obviously that'll be changed now and um i don't know if it alleviates anything but we were talking about it last night and i feel like having a longer playoff like this with more teams in it i feel like you're gonna have teams that go through more hardships and at the end of the day you're gonna see everything kind of rise to the top um because i do feel like the best teams it's sort of like the finals or any other playoff playoff scenario. The best teams at the end of the year tend to go through the gauntlet and make it gauntlet and make it to the end and win. So I'm excited to see the new format. I feel like two games to win it all is kind of you know selling the team short in my opinion. I don't know if you agree. With yeah, that. definitely. Having oh, four teams is not enough. I agree because it's just you're always going to be wondering if you have the four best teams, and then it doesn't feel like winning two games is enough to be crowned national championship champion. Yeah. You know? so, yeah. That, I mean, then you can make the hypothetical. If it was a 12 team playoff this year, does Michigan still win? I don't know. We, we None of us. I, know. And I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't because they tried to give that game away last night and they yeah, tried to give I would that be game surprised away. if they didn't. I, I personally would be surprised. I think really? they, they proved it. I mean, they try to give that game away against Alabama. They try to give that game game away against uh, Washington. You have to wonder if they go yeah. up against a, a Georgia team that's been there before. You have to wonder even, what happens. Even like a, like a Tennessee, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even like even like a frisky like three win Bearcats, like Cincinnati. Like, yeah, yeah. Hey, basketball no, school Nesquik, by the way. No, they're they're good. I I know they're they really are good. good. They're they fucking just awesome. BYU. They're yeah, ranked. I, think I might I have to go to a game you, soon. You, I think I you know. should. But yeah. all right, so, back on track now. Like, but um, even like even like one of the lower tier playoff teams, like a team that was never really going to get in, like an Ohio State or like obviously Michigan clobbered Ohio State. But like yeah, this like is what that, I'm saying. Like, like a team like that, like anything could have happened if you get three, four games to make it to the championship. Who knows what happens? So I think that Michigan deserved it. There's no doubt about it. They were the best team. I think that if they saw Georgia, who knows what could have happened, but they didn't. And that's that's the fa- matter of the fact. They won the games necessary. How they won it doesn't matter because they won it. And I'm not going to take anything away from them. I think they deserved it. But the twelve-team playoff next year will be very telling, as to like, I th- I think if there was a four-team playoff in a twelve, like, I don't know how to explain it, but I think if there was a four-team playoff in a twelve-team playoff, like every other year, it would be different winners. If that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I see what because, you're saying. W- w- like, does it really make sense? 
but it's just you have a a, a better chance of losing to like an Ohio State or yeah, you know, like one of the, like like an Oregon team. or an Ohio yeah, State exactly. or like a frisky team like that that was never really going to be a top four seed. Right, I'm with you. So that's my take. Congrats to Michigan; they deserved it. Okay, I'm trying to find uh so trying to find some odds here and this i okay all right found them okay so 1997 michigan wins championship before a college football playoff format change 1998 tennessee volunteers win a national championship with lord peyton manning at the helm mm, so plus 4500 let's lock there. that down tennessee to win yeah. the national championship yeah. all right um, we're making it a I'll tennessee talk now nico nico lama lavea our king five star first five stars is peyton He's going to be fucking leading the helm. I don't know if you guys watched our bowl game against Iowa. He fucking played his heart out and in his first start looked absolutely amazing. So, yeah, uh, lock that up there. Um, all right. Speaking of tying a bow on things, do you guys have any final thoughts on um, this game of the season as a whole? The season was really fun, Zwick. This was, a, was awesome. really, this was an amazing I mean, college football season. A thousand from, times better than the NFL season. From the... The two Washington Oregon matchups were both were amazing games. The, the quarterback Iron, race, yeah, the Iron Bowl, the Isaiah Bond touchdown in the back of the end zone, the Florida State you know meltdown controversy, whatever <laughs> yeah. you want to call it, and I mean, college football is the best. Just really pack the Pac twelve saying goodbye yeah, to them. But farewell just... to Pac twelve and have like. Seven teams who were just so yeah. good this year, and oh, so, Dion. We didn't even mention the biggest. Yeah, story Colorado, the biggest. Colorado. the biggest story. Colorado, they're gonna be fucking good next year. We're yeah, gonna have, they, they'll have some actual on. recruits. They're gonna be to very good next year. Um, yeah, I, I, I hope the sport stays alive because I love it. It's very close to my heart, and um, I'm very sad to see it go. And it sucks that it's leaving, but it'll be back. And I just hope, I hope it stays alive. I, I'm a little worried about it. How do you feel about it? No, it is. It, it, it's definitely concerning. Yeah, we've had two bad, for all intents and purposes, we've had two bad national championships in a row, which isn't good. Yeah, and it's this one was better, but this one wasn't. Well, the the twelve team will save it because I think even if the national championship ends up being like a blowout. I don't think people will be as upset because there'll be so many playoff games to watch. Mm. And I think either way, whatever happens, the viewers always win because we're, we are watching football and we're gambling on the football and that's, that's what we want. That's what we love. That's what it's all about. And obviously it's nice to have a really, really good game. Like, like the Michigan TCU game last year, probably one of the best games I've ever watched. Amazing game. TCU wins. Georgia kicks the shit out of TCU. And it, the rest is history. So I think that the Big Ten, like getting, what is it, UC, USC, uh, Oregon, and UCLA, right? I think. Yes. I think, yeah. I think that that is weird to me, like geographically. And like, I just think it, I just think it kind of ruins it. Mm. Like, I think that the Pac 12 should say the Pac 12. I see why they did it. And I, I can't really complain because it's football and it's. Whatever, like it, people complaining about that is weird to me because whatever they do, like however weird they make it with whether well, shuffling teams around, putting them in weird conferences, whatever geographically way they do it, people are still going to watch the football. Oh yeah, that's never going to change. People There's are still never students I'll, at the school. Exactly, like there's still students at the school who love the sport, and there are 
people across the nation, grown-ups who are alma maters, alma mater, alma mater. You got alumni. it. Alumni. I, there it is. Yeah, I'm. I can't fucking talk. Sorry. Alumni who are going to watch football regardless. Either way, the fans and the viewers win because football is football. It doesn't matter what happens, really. People are still going to watch. People are still going to love it. The games are still going to be good. And the 12-team playoff is going to be awesome. All right. You made me feel better. Jordan? Yeah. Before I start talking, can you guys hear the heinous noise going on in the background? Or can you just hear me? No, it's the noise. What's going on back there? What's the noise? Now I I really want to know what's going on. No, what's going on? (laughs) It's these like tanks, like like my my plumbing is connected to these tanks, and like your late plumbing. at night, your your parents plumbing. That's my yeah, don't sure. Like my childhood home. The house. <laughs> I, I wasn't trying wow. to. Dick, oh was. wow, your mansion is <laughs> okay. Anyways, these tanks are fucking annoying, Dad. We we got to get a hold on that. Okay, your dad uh, oh, weird noise in my fa- my parents' house as well. Anyways, I think college football is totally fine. Twelve team playoff will save it. Uh, like Zwick said, I also think the controversy and all the storylines this year, I think, are good for the popularity of the sport, even if they're not good for the sport itself. And mm-hmm. college football is the second biggest sport in America, which I did not know. I'm a massive NBA fan. Would have thought it was NBA. It's NFL, obviously, and then college football. So I, king. I, I got nothing to work about. Football will always be king. I mean, like NBA, until they fix the refing and the, until they fix the player. The regular and, season, though. The regular until we get it. so bland. Yeah, it, until they cut down on the amount of games they have, uh, fix the late game refing, and um, it's just we need to leave the player. Yeah, some of the foul baiting and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and well, and it's also just like the reviewing. It's yeah. the end of an NBA game is the worst thing to watch ever. It it's it's imp- the last three minutes of a close NBA game is it's always fifteen minutes long and it's always. 90% reviews and it sucks ass. Also, we're in the middle of a really tough era for fans where it's the player empowerment era right now and players are kind of running rampant and you see in other sports that are starting to grow like UFC or that are, you know, already well-grown like NFL and college football where the players aren't as empowered and it's more about the fans and I mean, that sucks to say, but you got to find that middle ground and that give and take. Obviously, the NFL is on the other side of it where those players don't get nearly as much, but you gotta find your, uh, you know, your ebb and flow there between the empowerment and the and treating the fans because it is at the end of the day a fifty fifty trade off. You can be the best athlete in the world and all that type of shit, but you need someone to watch to make money, and they got you got to remember that. And I think the NBA and Adam Silver tend to forget that sometimes because I mean you see it with the Traymond thing, you see it with just a lot of the bitching from the NBA players and all that shit. So that's a little side rant. You guys got yeah, a good NBA up. rant. Nice. No, I mean, the Celtics refs meltdown the other night. Oh, yeah, was, last night. That was fucking, yeah, that was, that was bad. ridiculous. That sucked. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's just like, I love the sport too, but I, I, I feel, uh, I get why football, why college football would be more popular. Thank you. Yeah. Like seeing yeah. it. It's, it's, and it's just like it's a whole, best. it's like a whole fucking vibe too. There's a whole, yeah. like you mm-hmm. go, you go and you fucking tailgate and you have a great time. You get fucked up and NBA is just not like that. There's every no game, better atmosphere. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Because every game means way more than an NBA game. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, like... also the students like Zw- Zwick and I. I mean, or Zwick can attest to this. And it's like when you're there, it doesn't matter if you're a f- if you know anything about football. It's the talk of the t- like. You could be the biggest non or biggest football hater at the school it does not matter you 
know what's going on with the team or uh, you know when there's a game and you show some sort of support. That's what surprised me most about Tennessee is that no matter who you were, what demographics you were, that when that Saturday came by, it was all about Tennessee football and you went to the games and you experienced that shit. And that's part of what you pay for going to school. And um, you know, I think sometimes the media, when they criticize college football, forgets about that aspect of it. And I think Zwick's right. And you, you talked me off the ledge. I don't think it'll ever die. Yeah. All right. People um, just I might cry, so let's 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 cut it here because I feel very impassioned right now. I love uh, you yeah. college football. I just love you college <laughs> Please football. Please don't ever leave us. Please don't fucking leave me, please. Um, <laughs> all right. But yeah, that's gonna do it for college football segment. We're gonna take a quick break and then Buzzy Zwick and Jordan are gonna hop on and talk some NFL. Welcome back to the couch, everybody, and welcome into a very action-packed NFL episode. I'm here with Zwick and Buttsy. We are gonna talk a little Bills versus Dolphins recap. We're going to talk about the downfall of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And then we're going to get into a little wildcard weekend preview, fellas. I, I am excited. We have a lot of football to talk about. Zwick, how are you feeling? I'm very excited. Um, football is the best sport. Is the best. It might be the best thing about life. Um, I, I love it way too much. So let's let's chat. I want to talk some ball. Yeah, let's talk ball. Butsy is switching from the hood to the headband, and oh, now he's ready to pod. There he is. Butsy, can you hear us hey now? Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Um, <laughs> should be a fun episode. Look forward to it. All right. Let's get into it. Uh, let's start with Bill's Dolphins. I personally have a lot of thoughts on this game. Maybe different uh, thoughts than you guys. Let's start with Zwick. Zwick, what did you learn about both of these teams, the Bills and the Dolphins? The Bills end up winning 21-14. I it's it's hard to like take away positives from either team about this, but I, I will say at the end when Josh Allen, when his team needed him the most, he delivered on that third and long. Obviously, they did end up getting stuffed on fourth and one, but I mean it was it was really like a Tua Josh Allen mid off for a long time. I think they had five or six turnovers combined, so it was really kind of a sloppy game offensively for a while. Obviously. Key players are missing, Waddle, Mostert. But, I mean, the Dolphins, man, what a meltdown. They were yeah. they were three games ahead of the Bills with five games left, and they blow the division. And now they have to travel to Kansas City, and Buffalo gets to host Pittsburgh. I mean, that is bad. Brutal. I mean, if, you're, if you're a Dolphins fan, I'm, I, I don't know. I don't even know what where you go at this point. Like, I don't even know if, if I would be excited for the playoff game. Yeah, hosting Pittsburgh in sunny Miami versus traveling to Kansas City, where I think it's going to be negative 15 with the wind chill. Just not ideal if you're on the Dolphins or a fan of the Dolphins. Butsy, uh, did you have any takeaways for us? Well, they were gonna they were set to host the Bills again. Oh, that's right, yeah. So they would have had to play the Bills again in Miami, and I guess the Bills, I, I mean... This was a like like Zwick said, it was a mid-off for the majority of the game. I don't think either quarterback really played great. Um, I just think Josh Allen is a little more clutch than Tua is. Uh, you know, to say the Dolphins, you know, didn't have a chance, I think is at the end of the game is is not true. Yeah, I just think that Tua kind of choked it away uh when they got the ball back after they stopped him on fourth and one. I'm not confident in the Bills play. I mean, Jordan, like you said, they haven't been playing great the last couple of weeks. They've been finding ways to win. And sometimes that's all it takes is finding ways to win um, because now you have a home playoff game and two home playoff games in Buffalo and you get to host the Pittsburgh Steelers with no TJ Watt. So I think that the Bills, 
um, really earned this because everyone had them, you know, pretty much out of the playoff race. I think they were like even odds to make the playoff at one point uh, when they were six and six and they fight all the way back and win the division. So really gritty performances from Buffalo to finish the season because they needed every game and they got every single game. Um, but I think this, this, this says a lot about the dolphins. Like I think Tua really showed his true colors. I, I don't think that he's an elite QB by any means. I think when you don't have Tyreek Hill, um, available down the field like all game uh, i think he's a little injured right now as well he was seen hobbling a bunch in that game and then no waddle too and no Mostert. this seems just too injured for me to like them against anybody um especially the chiefs in kansas city where it's gonna be negative 15 degrees yeah i i agree with everything you said i i do want to go through some of the mistakes from josh allen because i just think 21 to 14 doesn't really tell you the whole story so the first pick, I think we all agree, was really, really bad. They're, so bad. what, third and goal, maybe second and goal. Allen's reading the right side of the field. It's not there. He basically throws the ball without even looking to the left side of the field, um, and Miami comes away with it. Just not not a good uh, mental process by Josh there. Then the, the fourth down pick, Collinsworth gave him the pass because it was fourth and two. You may as well throw it up. He missed the a really easy read before throwing that. He stared it down, didn't throw it. I don't know why he had a, a tight end in the flat for the first down. That I thought was uh, a bad play as well. And then the worst play to me, 11 seconds before halftime, throws it short of the sticks. The guy gets tackled and the half ends without the points. And then the strip sack fumble midway through the third. I think, to me, this came down almost all the way to the punt return touchdown. Like that that was the difference in this game to me was somebody making a big play on special teams. I thought the Bills defense played great. I think Butsy, you're completely right. Tua uh definitely showed his true colors. Miami, I think as a whole, maybe showed their true colors. I, I've said before, I don't think that they're really a team um that when you get down to play like in the trenches can really win. I know they have a great run game, but uh it seems like you can push them around a little bit. And when you get Tua off his spot, you can see, like we saw in this game, that he's not elite. And he threw some bad picks. He missed some easy throws. I do think Tyreek actually had a bit of a rough game that nobody really talked about. He had a drop on a big play in the seam. And then he also, on the on one of the plays he got in, interfered on, he could have caught that ball and scored a touchdown, I thought. So yeah. both of these teams going forward, I mean, we'll see what happens. I definitely feel better about the Bills than I do about the Dolphins, but I'm not I'm not confident in either of these teams. I, I just think the Dolphins are really, really injured, and they keep getting more injured. Like, I, I still – I really actually do think that the Dolphins fully healthy are an easy, you know, conversation contender in the AFC and for the, for the Super Bowl. They just haven't stayed healthy all season, and as a result, they keep progressively getting worse and worse. So it's – you know, like, I yes, they're not like a Super Bowl-caliber team – when everybody, every starter on their defensive side and their running back who let, who had the most touchdowns rushing in the NFL this season and arguably the best number two receiver in the NFL go out. Like, you're just, you're kind of shit out of luck at that point. Zwick, did you think it seemed like they went away from the run game a little bit? Miami? Yeah, they, I mean, A-Chain looked good in the first half. Their their perimeter run game, it's like all outside zone. Mm-hmm. Um, stretch plays, toss plays. They have like a really creative run game, and I really like it. I think Mike McDaniel is um, very smart for that and put in a great game plan because he has the fastest players in the league, and he can do that. 
and it stretches the defense well. But, I mean, it was working, and they just kind of got away from it. And I get, like, I, I really can't be mad at that, I suppose, because throwing to these great weapons that you have, like Tyreek Hill, isn't necessarily a bad thing because everyone would love to do that. But, I mean, I just think they could have controlled the clock better. I think they could have kept Josh Allen off the field a few times. Obviously, the Bills' punt return you know, was massive and game-breaking. But, geez, I mean, like, I wouldn't... Like, they're, they're just very injured, like Butsy said. And that's, it really just comes down to that because I think if they had you know, their best players in the field, then we'd be having a different conversation and about them going forward and about them versus the Bills. I mean, they're definitely injured, but their defense played, I thought, a phenomenal game. I mean, they did overachieve. Yeah, totally overachieved. Sure. Forced three turnovers. Uh, the the punt return touchdown, obviously mistake, but I thought, I, I didn't think it really came down to the injuries because of how the defense played. I don't know. Butts, you got anything else on this game? Well, yeah, I mean, the injuries on the offensive side of the ball are, like, huge. And Buffalo's yeah. defense has been playing well, even though they've been injured all season. Um, they obviously got crippled uh, in London earlier this year uh, over over overseas uh, with Milano coming out, with Milano getting hurt, which I we, we all kind of wrote them off after that. They ended up losing a few more games, and we all thought their season was over. But the defense found ways to keep – you know, keep them in games and and give them opportunities to win. And the offense kind of took care of business. But like, I think the injuries for Miami offensively hindered them significantly, like yeah. in this game for sure. And then I think going forward as well, I don't know if Mostert's going to be back next week. I think he will be. I think he was a game time decision. Yeah. They both should be back. Swick? I think. I think they'll be back because I know Waddle was like 50-50 going into the right. Bills game. And I think Mostert was like a few days before he got scratched. Yeah. So I, I think both those guys back, Miami will have a chance, but who knows if they're fully healthy and the, that offense needs to be fully healthy for it to click the way it does. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm absolutely not ruling out the Dolphins beating the Chiefs. I could definitely see it happening. But I mean, it's like weather is a huge factor. I think that's a very underrated factor of this game that the Dolphins have not looked good in any cold games this year like any cold weather games and like we said it's going to be you know something below zero on Sunday or whenever they play against the Chiefs so I like it's really tough to say because the defense is so injured but like the the Chiefs offense hasn't been good at all this year and the Dolphins offense has been probably one of the best top three at least when they have all their players on so we'll see if they get their skill players back I would lean towards the Chiefs though if I'm being honest. Yeah, we can jump into a little prediction right now just for this game. Not only have, has Miami looked bad in cold weather, they're 1-4, and four, maybe 1-5 and five now versus teams with a winning record. Oh, uh, yeah. Fun stat. Sorry to interrupt. The Patriots have more wins against above 500 teams this year than the Dolphins. Steelers and the Bills, baby. Yeah, so that's that's one of the stats. <laughs> that's a that's an interesting stat. I mean, Miami, like I said, when when they play the good teams, like it seems like they can get pushed around and out physical a little bit. Bills obviously held them to fourteen last week. Kansas City, I think, is an even better defense than Buffalo. They are third in yards per attempt, uh, per pass attempt, second in sacks, and second in points allowed. I wouldn't be surprised if Tua has another really rough outing. So I'm going, I'm going KC uh, by I don't know a touchdown. Could could be uh 
pretty low scoring because I don't see either one of these offenses really exploding. Butsy? I oh, I don't know. I think Kansas City wins this game. Just I, I think the weather is going to be just a ginormous factor in this game. Uh, I think it's going to be very low scoring. I think Miami's defense is playing really well right now. Obviously, Kansas City's offense hasn't clicked all year and seems to be progressively getting worse. Um, and, and with Miami's offense, their injured guys should be back. But I think the Kansas City defense is really elite. And the weather is going to be a huge factor, especially when you look to air it out. I mean, airing it out in cold weather is a very difficult thing to do, especially if it's going to be windy. Uh, you, you you know, you loft the ball up there. It's not traveling as far because it's cold. Plus, the wind might be moving it in the air. So, Especially with Tua's I mean, little baby noodle arm. Exactly. I think there's a lot of factors that play into, uh, you know, Kansas City winning and Miami losing. I think there's a lot going for Kansas City. Uh, I think their ground game is going to be dominant on – will they play Saturday or Sunday? We don't know. They play this weekend. They play this weekend. (laughs) Yes. They definitely Um, play on wild card weekend. They definitely play on super wild card weekend. Super wild card Uh, weekend. But yeah, I I just think Kansas City wins this game. I think their defense is going to stick it to Miami in this freezing cold weather. uh, And Kansas City is going to rely on the run game to kind of just break Miami and keep their offense off the field. Yeah. Saturday at 8 p.m. Oh. Yeah, it's going to be chilly. Chiefs minus four. So Chiefs minus line, four. and okay. it's and it opened up Chiefs minus one and a half. Oh wow. Weather. Weather yeah. game. Yeah, especially like not just playing in the cold, but it being Miami who has to play in the cold, like that's just Oh, that's, that's like that's the a biggest factor. advantage. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's go uh let's go to our next game. We'll save the Jags talk for the end, actually. Uh let's go Bills Steelers. I have the Bills. Uh, the, this is a massive spread. I think it's like what minus thirteen maybe? It's ten. Seven and a half. It's, it's oh, it's ten now. It moved to ten. Yeah, that's it what I'm saying. Seven and a half. I think. I guess the TJ Watt news must have moved. Yeah, first. yeah. TJ Watt is not playing this game. I got the Bills twenty four thirteen. The Steelers are just an atrocious offense. Twenty six in passing yards. Twenty six in touchdowns. Thirty first in passing touchdowns. That's a playoff team. They're thirty first in the NFL in passing touchdowns, <laughs> and they, they get to play. Uh, I think it's, it's the Patriots. I think it might be. I think it's, it's either it's the Pats or the Jets. I think it's definitely the Patriots. Probably. The I don't. Patriots. I don't want to look, and I, I. I don't care to. Uh, Rudolph actually though hasn't been that bad. He's been He's, like. He might be fun. Yeah, it might. He might make it fun. So I don't know. But uh, yeah, I still got the the Bills. Uh, at the end of the day, it's Josh Allen versus Mason Rudolph. So that's that's my rationale. Go ahead, Zwick. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a huge talent gap here, but. I think there's also a big coaching gap in favor of Pittsburgh. And I would not be surprised if this game is like, I would not be surprised if the Steelers cover 10. I mean, this is, this is a cold weather game. I think it's going to be low scoring. I think that both offenses will probably struggle. Josh Allen being playing a really good defense and Steelers offense being not very good because they haven't been it all year. And the bills defense has been hot. So I think it's going to be a, a Low scoring game. I do think the Bills will win. Um, it'd be pretty crazy if the Steelers did win this game. I would probably um, be very sad the Steelers won because I hate them. But I like. I don't like. I'm sure Max will say like, "Oh, the Steelers have a chance." Like the Steelers, like they're frisky. Like Alex Highsmith, Mason Rudolph, George Pickens. But I think the Bills are winning this. I do think the Steelers recover honestly and low scoring. I'm going Bills twenty and 
Bills twenty to Bills twenty, Steelers thirteen. Butsy. Uh, I think the the Bills win. I mean, I don't, especially with no TJ Watt. I don't really trust the Steelers pass rush that much. Um, which I think is going to give Josh an immense amount of opportunity to run with his legs. Uh, I do agree with Swick. I think it's going to be low scoring. I think the Steelers could easily cover. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if it, it, like it's 10 points. It's kind of a lot of points, especially in the cold weather. I think it's snow. I think I just Googled it. I think it's supposed to be snowing in Buffalo this weekend. So I think that could be a major factor for the for the scoring. But I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I like the Bills. I don't like the Steelers' offense. I really don't like anything about their offense. Bills' defense has been playing really well, uh, keeping good offenses in check. So I'm going to go with Buffalo. Um, I don't really see a way the Steelers win this game at all, actually. Yeah. The the way that the Steelers would win the game is like a pick six and scoring like I don't know ten yeah, like, points on offense. They, yeah, they and score like seven seventeen fourteen. They score more touchdowns on defense than they do on offense. That's like the yeah. only way. I, I think that's the only way. And without TJ Watt, it's just hard to see them being as impactful on defense. So I I think they're still going to be a good defense, but I think they would have to hold Buffalo to literally under like seventeen points to win this game, and I don't think they're going to yeah. do that. All right, let's go to – how about Cowboys-Packers? The Pack is back, and they're feeling good after that week. Jordan Love really showed some stuff in that game. All that said, I think the Cowboys just roll. I, I don't think this one's uh, extremely close. I think the Packers are kind of just happy to be there. Jordan Love, good first season as a full starter. Um, but, yeah, the Cowboys – this, this is a talent mismatch. I, I think it's it's clearly a big talent mismatch. And I'm very, very excited for C.D. Lamb versus Jair Alexander. I think that will be an awesome matchup to watch. Very excited to see who wins that one. But I just don't see the Packers having a chance here. I mean, Jordan Love, there's nothing to take away from this season because they've been unbelievable. I mean, Jordan Love has been far better than we could have expected. Jordan, you were hashtag Jordan was right at the beginning of the year. He knew. But the Cowboys are just so good at home. They're like I, I think they're like very no, can go either way on the road, but at home they've been dominant. I mean, I think they've won like they haven't lost at home in a few years now. I think is the stat. They've just been unbelievable. I don't think that the Packers' offense will do enough, and I don't think the Packers' defense is going to be able to hold get hold down guys like CD and Tony Pollard and I guess Brandon Cooks. Butsy, <laughs> yeah. any any uh, expert analysis here? No, Cowboys roll. I mean, I don't think really this game requires any expert analysis. Like, I, I just think the Cowboys are better on both sides of the ball, and they're at home. I think, like like Swick said, I think Green Bay is just really happy to be there. Jordan Love showed a lot of grit this year because, you know, Jordan, when you flopped on your take, that's when they started to flip, and they started yeah, playing really well. True. Once once Jordan flopped, he right. the, the take away my credit from Jordan. Yeah, no, you can't, I, was, you can't, I was always in on Jordan Love. I was out on the Packers. You can't take credit for a take that you flopped on or you that you yeah. flipped on. No, I didn't flip on Love. You flipped didn't. on the Packers. Yes. Flipped on the Packers. <laughs> you did. did. Flipped on the Packers. But they played really well uh, the second half of the season. They found a way to make the playoffs. Really, you know, gritty win against the Bears, I guess you could say, um, because I think the Bears wanted that one really badly. I know Bears fans wanted that one really badly. Uh, and the Packers and Jordan Love took it from them. But that being said, they're going up against a just juggernaut on both sides of the ball right now in the Dallas Cowboys, uh, and they're at home. I, I, juggernaut, I, I, huh? Think the Cowboys are a juggernaut? 
Um, offensive juggernaut. juggernaut. I'll, I'll give him an offensive juggernaut. Offense, I don't know. At home, offensive juggernaut. Actually, at home, they're just a juggernaut. How about okay. that? I like that. No, that's, yeah. that's fair. At I home, like juggernaut. On the road, they might just be an offensive juggernaut. Okay. Fair I enough. can live with that. Yeah, that's fair. Let's go to what I am looking forward to the most. I think this is going to be, from a scoring standpoint, easily the most fun game to watch. Lions-Rams. This is like this is a battle of styles to me. Lions have an amazing rushing attack. Rams have obviously Matt Stafford and two very good receivers with Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup. The Rams are 15th in yards per carry allowed at 4.2. Lions are 5th in yards per carry and in total rush yards. They have just an astounding run game with Jameer Gibbs and Montgomery. However, Detroit is 28th in pass defense, so I think this is going over, whatever it is. I think this is a lot of points to be scored. Don't love either of these defenses, especially Detroit, but I think Detroit's going to run all over them, and I kind of think I kind of think Detroit wins it. And it, really? it shouldn't be it shouldn't be me hesitating that much because they're favored in this game. They're the higher seed, they're the home team. I think I think Detroit wins it. See, I, I agree with all that. But they're only three point favorites right now. I am taking the Rams, and here's why. You like you said, Detroit twenty eighth against the pass. They did get CJ Gardner Johnson back, which is very big, and that is very big. And I think that'll you know sway the sway that stat a little because that's a little cherry picked with you know key guys coming back. Leo McNeil on the defensive line will help with that as well. But I'm taking the Rams because this this um. This Rams passing attack is too good. This Rams offense has been off the charts the second half of the season. Kyron Williams, I mean, I can't really name a guy who's been playing better than him under other than Christian McCaffrey. I mean, unless you guys can. Puka Nakua has been, you know, sensational. Cooper Cup, we know how good he can be. I'm taking the Rams. I think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be close. I think Stafford is going to crush the hearts of the Detroit fans, and that would be full circle moment for him, for the Lions. And, I mean, can the storyline get any better? No. I mean, no. Like, I I mean, this is probably one of the craziest storylines we've seen in a while. Um, We have Jared Goff, who led the Rams to a Super Bowl, get traded to the Lions for Matt Stafford, who ends up going uh, to win the Super Bowl with the Rams. Shut up. They they shouldn't have won a Super Bowl. They did win a Super Bowl. They shouldn't. They cheated. They, che- they cheated. Logan Wilson didn't hold. That's um, neither here nor there. To be to be debated, a uh, healthy yeah. debate. Embrace but debate. I think the Rams win this, and I let me tell you why. I think Sam Laporta. He's not going to play on Sunday. Oh, that was that was a that bad sucks. Campbell move. I I don't I don't, well, I, don't I I just like, yeah. I disagree. Like I think they they needed to win the game. They could still have gotten the two seed. Yeah, I think you play. Like I think you play the game. I think that like I'm not mad at Dan Campbell for playing his starters. Week 18 injuries suck, but like that's like that's that could happen in any week. Yeah. You know, so it's I think Sam Laporta being out is a huge loss uh, for this um, for this Lions team. But then on the other side, I keep thinking, well, the Lions haven't seen a home playoff game in like 30 plus years, so. I don't even. I mean, that, that crowd is going to be walking insane, and with the whole Stafford Goff, you know, kind of QB swap that the uh, that they had with each other. If the if if the Rams beat the Lions, the Lions fans maybe like the Lions may suck for another thirty five years. 
after this game because Stafford <laughs> coming back to his home, like like the hometown that that treated them so well, and then just crushing their playoff hopes would just be an insane story, and I think would just set them back emotionally a very very long time. I don't I don't know how you recover from that. Exactly. Like, oh, also, this is my my preseason take of the year that the Lions are yeah, going to win. This is a lot riding on this and you're, for you. And you're betting against it. Well, I'm just called hedging your happiness, right? So if I <laughs> yeah, pick it, nah, if I pick that's, Rams, that's lame. No, lame. You're, you're, I'll go in all, I'll go thing. all in on the Lions. Yeah, all in. All in on the Lions. <laughs> what? Sam, Sam Laporta wow, being out. Now you're going to be wrong. I'd rather. Would you rather be a bitch and be kind of right, or be completely wrong but have all credibility? Well, you just gave up the whole power saying the Rams would win. How are you completely wrong and have all credibility? How how does that work? Well, I guess uh, it's not credibility. It's like moral compass. I got a lot of moral oh, compass. Okay. Yeah. This, by riding my this is really good podcasting. Go home that. with your pride. All right. Go home with pride. This is why I think it was a bad move by Dan Campbell to play because they needed to win and they needed the commanders to beat the Cowboys and the Giants to beat the Eagles. I don't know. I think you can see the scores at halftime and be like, oh, the Cowboys are up. Well, but <laughs> no, but they, they played at yeah, one. Yeah, they played at one and the. The Cowboys and Eagles put four. You played yeah. the game. You okay, played that's it. That's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, I don't. I don't know. It was uh, always unlikely, but I still like it's aggressive move. And if it happens, it's it's pretty big. True. I uh, I think the Lions win. I this is a weird like Dan Campbell element. This might just be Dan. Like they're gonna pull some shit out of their they, sleeves, dude. They will fake a punt this week. There's gonna be something oh, fake, and it will be on their be... side of the field too. Yeah. There's going to be some trick play. But the, the thing is, the Rams are probably going to be ready for it. I do, like, Detroit is the 28th best pass defense, but the last game, the game against uh, the Cowboys, they showed up, man. I thought that defense they looked did. way better than 28 against the pass. So, against the pass. so they play hard for Campbell. I know McVay is a better X's and O's coach, but I think I think Lions. the Lions, I think this is the year that they, that they finally get a playoff win. Let's go to Buccaneers-Eagles. Zwick, we can start with you. Who you got? I think it's very obvious, like, upset pick is taking the Bucs here because I think the Eagles are so dead, like, so unbelievably dead. Like, I, I do not expect anything from them. Jalen Hurts is bad. I mean, he is really not playing well at all right now. Like, it is not – like, he, he hasn't shown anything – in the second half of the season to make me think like that guy's an elite quarterback. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to pick the Eagles, but I hate it. And it's so fucking gross. Like I want to, I want to pick the bucks so bad, but I just, you don't I, have the stones. I don't, I don't have the stones. And maybe one of you guys has the stones, but I don't think I can do it. I, the Eagles are like so much more like the talent gap is insane. The coaching yeah. gap is also pretty, pretty good up there with Sirianni, but like, dude, like this team is not good. I mean, it's, 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 it's very concerning. But to do and yet, and yet I'm stupid enough to pick them to win. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I got the stones. I got the stones. Taking the bucks. Uh, I'm going to take the bucks. I think morally I've never seen like a good team on paper like this morally just defeated. Right. I think so They're many people so have talked about in the media about is Sirianni going to be gone if they lose this game or even if they win this game after this season, if they squeak out a win and then get embarrassed next week, is Sirianni still gone? I think every Eagles fan is calling for his head right now. Uh, Jalen Hurts had that middle finger pop out, which was so gross. But 
Uh, he'll obviously be okay. I don't know if AJ Brown's going to be healthy for this game. This team is just morally defeated and they have not been playing good at all. That being said, neither has Tampa Bay in the last couple of weeks. Uh, they were after Baker Mayfield's perfect passer rating game in Green Bay. They've kind of, they have not that showed up fun. offensively. That was really fun, <laughs> uh, but they haven't showed up offensively uh, and they win the division for, I think a third year in a row now. So I, Listen, they kicked three field goals last week and couldn't score a touchdown against the Panthers. What better spot for an out offense to bounce back than against the Panthers? And awful, yeah. awful Eagles. <laughs> yeah, you're right, because I don't even think the Eagles defense is that much better than the Panthers. But no, I, like I also I also think Baker could just show like they could just have a a week at home. Oh, a hundred percent. No one likes the Eagles too, so I think that's gonna play into the crowd atmosphere, the fact that yeah. everybody hates the birds. Um, yeah. go check out the TikTok that I posted where I said you have to be a sick motherfucker to be happy about the Eagles' downfall. Um, I am sick. I'm I'm sick. I'm so ill because I fucking hate the Eagles and I'm very happy that they're not playing well right now. Icing on the cake would for them to just lose to the Bucks. Um, not that the Bucks are going anywhere. They're going to get slaughtered by whoever they play next. I think it would they'd be going to uh San Francisco. San Francisco, they're, yeah. They're going to get absolutely killed. Uh, well, unless the Packers, win. unless the Packers win, but that's true. Correct. Unless the Packers win. But with that being said, I'm going to take the Bucks. I think they win this game. So Philly's 30th in points allowed. Like I said, Tampa is seventh. I didn't know that. They got Todd Bowles. That's Todd Bowles. They, for they play some defense over there in Tampa. I didn't Todd know Bowles. that. Uh, the Someone Eagles are. To. The, yeah, I guess so. The <laughs> Eagles are. One and five in their last six, their last win coming against the Giants, I think, in kind of a barn burner where they barely snuck one out. The game is in Tampa, too. Everything's telling me to go with the Bucks, but I'm going to bet on the talent. I think, Zwick, I actually disagree with you about the Jalen Hurts take. I think it's a coaching issue. I think the play calling is boring. Oh, it's bad. No, it it, it is bad, and you're right. I, I should have said that. Brian Johnson... The Eagles, um, Shane Steichen replacement has been like terrible. Absolutely. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think he'll make it. I think he's gone after the season. I, and I wouldn't be surprised if Sirianni's gone too, because this is a yeah. just meltdown. And he, like, he doesn't call the offensive plays. He doesn't call the defensive plays. Obviously, he's done a lot for the team, and I'm not going to take away anything he did last year. But he's been bad. It's not like he manages the clock super well either. I mean, I no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what what does Nick Sirianni even yeah, do? That's what we need to tell Eagles fans because we do not know. Yeah, he talks shit to the opposing team's fans. I guess. Yeah. The uh, the other thing too is they lost Jonathan Gannon, the the DC. So they lost both coordinators this year. It shouldn't be a huge surprise that they were struggling. I mean, they were ten and one, so we all kind of thought, oh, they're fine. But now they're what? What's their record? Eleven and five. Yeah, eleven and five. Mm-hmm. 11 and 6. 11 yeah. and 6. Yeah. 11 and 6. 17 games. Football. Yes, correct. I think the play calling is boring. It's predictable. I don't think there's a ton that Hurts can really do with it. It's it just it doesn't seem to fit his style at all either. But it's a talent gap. I'm gonna bet on the talent. Players win games. I the coaches can't go out there and win it for you. I think the Eagles just get it done and then go get slaughtered. Let's go to our final game. It is Texans versus Browns. This is this is a storyline game. This is Flacco. This is probable probable rookie of the year, CJ Stroud. Rookie versus vet, Zwick. Who do you have? There is there is nothing, and I mean nothing, I want more than for the Houston Texans to win this game. 
Because there is no team in the NFL that I like less or hate more than the Cleveland Browns. Fuck the Cleveland Browns. I hate them. And Browns fans, if you're listening, you understand I'm a Bengals fan, diehard Bengals fan. Fuck the Browns. I hate them so much. I want a CJ Stroud masterclass. Like, like 400 yards, four touchdowns. I want him to slaughter this defense. I really, that the Browns are good, though. And it's scaring me because I know their defense is really good. But I'm picking the Texans. Half based off this is who I want to win. Half based off vibes. And another half because fuck the Browns. Okay. Well, I love that was maybe your best monologue of podcasting of all time. Butsy, what do you got? I'm taking the Browns. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Right back at you. (laughs) Fuck you. I hate Uh, them. I think they're good. No, they are. No, they are. They are. They are good, and it scares me. (laughs) Like if them of the Ravens win the Super Bowl, I'm going to be pissed. I think the I think the injuries for Houston are really going to show when on Sunday or Saturday. I I haven't really looked at the times for these games yet. Or Saturday. Saturday at four p.m. What are their key injuries? Yeah, who who's injured? Please enlighten me. Is like I'm saying. I'm saying like their their skill position like injuries like Tank Dell. Um, who's the other fucking guy? That, that Nico is back in a big way. I'll let Nico Collins is better um, than your favorite receiver. Guy with the long hair. Um, God, I almost, I almost took Mitchie? him in. No, the other guy. Um, the receiver. I almost traded from fantasy. CJ Stroud. No, thanks, Wick. I, I think I know who CJ Stroud is. I forget. I'm forgetting. They lost another receiver as well. I don't I really want to know who you're talking about. That the Texans are better than the Browns. I, and I think it's just as simple as that. I think the Browns offense, like Flacco has these guys absolutely humming. I don't love the Texans defense. Uh, and offensively, the Texans have not really impressed me over the last couple of weeks with CJ Shroud. Um, and the Browns defense is obviously elite. They're not as elite as they were in the beginning of the season. They don't play great away from home, but I still think that they're going to play well enough to keep CJ Shroud and the Texans in check. This is a classic, classic, like, you know Texans home playoff game on a Saturday because they won the division, and they're gonna lose in a heartbreaking fashion to a mediocre team. Spin zone. Imagine if Deshaun Watson was playing. I know. I know. Imagine that. <laughs> that would be fun. I, I, yeah. yeah. And, and imagine if, if Stroud beat Deshaun Watson. That would, would, that would like so that would be Christmas for me. That would, think, would be better than Christmas. I think if if. Watson was playing, I would want the Texans to win because that would Smoke be that guy. awesome. Yeah. But it's also Flacco, and he has just been the best quarterback in the NFL. Okay, so are, are you full believer in Flacco, Butsy? Is this a Flacco win or is this a Browns defense win? It's a like I think I think it's a team win. Like I don't think it's gonna be an absolute barn burner where I think Flacco is gonna have to put up 35 points to win this game and the Browns defense won't be able to hold the Texans. If I had to pick a side, I would say that the, the Browns defense does more of a job than Flacco does um, and plays a more significant of role. I think the Texans get held to like 20 points or less. And offensively, the Browns are, are struggling to score less than 20 points uh, the way they've been scoring the ball in the last couple of weeks. So I'm going to go with the Browns. By the way, these teams played a couple of weeks ago in week 15. Flacco went 27 for 42. 370 yards, three tuds, and two picks. Guy's a gunslinger, man. I have the Texans. Is yes. this, is this nice. the Texans in an upset, or is this – what's happening? This is, a, this is a Texans upset, I believe. Yes, the Browns are, favorite, the Browns right? are three-point favorites. Yeah, and, and it's in Houston, a home 
dog in the playoffs. feel like that's rare. Uh, I think the Flacco run comes to an end. Nico Collins being back and looking as good as he did last week, nine catches on nine targets for 195 yards. Noah Brown is the guy's name that I was thinking of. Noah Brown is is out. Gotcha. Yes. But Nico is back. And I think Stroud and Nico is enough for the Texans offense to get going. And the the Texans defense, by the way, not that bad. It's it's not bad. So I, I don't think Flacco lights them up like he did. Uh, in the last game, it's hard to beat a team twice in a row. I got the Texans. Nice. So let's run through our picks one more time. I have Bills, Kansas City, Texans, Cowboys, Lions, Eagles. All right. So my picks for Super Wild Card Weekend: Texans, mostly vibes, and Team of Destiny. CJ Stroud, Rookie of the Year. I'm going with the Chiefs against the Dolphins. I want the Dolphins to win because fuck the Chiefs, but I just I just don't think like I think they're too banged up. I think it's going to be too cold for them, and I think Mahomes in the playoffs is you know I think he's going to turn it up a notch. I'm going with the Bills over the Steelers, low scoring game. The Steelers should never have a chance in this game, but I'm sure the Bills will give them a chance. I'm going with the Cowboys over the Packers. This should be the biggest blowout of the weekend, in my opinion. If the Packers are close with the Cowboys, then we got to worry about the Cowboys in the next round. They'll probably get stomped. I'm going Rams over Lions. I think the passing attack with Stafford is too good. I think the Lions won't be able to keep up, especially with no Laporta. Really, really big loss. And I hate it so much, but I'll take Philly. And I know I'm going to bet on Philly too. And I know as soon as I do that, I'll hate it because I'll want the Bucks to win because I hate them. Okay, I'm going with uh, Browns over Texans, Chiefs over Dolphins. I'm going with the uh, Lions over the Rams. I'm going Cowboys over the Packers, Bills over the Steelers. And then to wrap it up on Monday, we're going to go with the Bucks over the Eagles to wrap All up right. the wild card weekend. Let's see who uh, friendly, friendly competition. Let's see who gets the most right. Oh, Zwick, yeah. Zwick we got to talk about something. Oh, oh no, do. we don't. I don't. I don't think we do. Oh, I actually. think we do. I think. So I think we had a gentleman's bet for the college football national championship. Um, Did we? Oh yeah, yeah. I think we could. We can go replay the tape. Uh, no, I, I believe you. I believe you. I, I, yeah. I, I recall. I think we had a queso beer, queso light mm. beer. Mm. How much? How much is the queso beer costing you these days? It's, you know, somewhere around like two or three hundred dollars, I get this nice two or three hundred. Well, luckily, that's nothing for me. So I'll send you I'll send oh, you a quick van. Good, I appreciate it. It's you know, it's imported German. It's the only it's the only beer I drink. So. That's the best beer. So yeah, I mean, yeah, appreciate well, it. Thank well, you, if you, if you hit me with the Venmo request, I'll send you like that money. Thanks, man. Appreciate it's, it. I, I am, didn't know you were I importing your Bud Light, Butsy. That's impressive. Oh, dude, you just fucking <laughs> fucked up the whole thing, man. I I had him. I had Wait, him what the I fuck? The, I had him on the hook. I had him. Fuck on the you, hook. dude. Oh, fine, thirty like thirty three bucks. I got to get yeah. some new packs in Connecticut. Thirty three. Okay. Thirty three. Wait, wait, wait. You guys spend thirty three dollars on a thirty rack? What do you spend? Yeah, like eighteen. No, you, that's not true. That yeah, yes, it fucking is. I'll show. I'll show you. There's no way you guys are spending thirty. Maybe okay. Is that maybe, a little, maybe like twenty one, like twenty twenty ish. Is that like Natty Light? And it's yeah, like Natty or, Natty or Bush. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, but thirty three is nuts. <laughs> it's like it's like thirty. Yeah, 
He he was trying to squeeze you. I spent <laughs> squeeze you for like yeah. You're months. squeezing the fuck out of me. I all spent. Right, all, right, all right, we'll settle at twenty nine. So a little funny story. Now that we're on the topic, um, I was at a restaurant last night and I read the menu wrong, and I thought that a frozen Marg pitcher was fourteen dollars. Uh oh. I don't know how I fucked this up, but I but I fucked it up bad, and it, it turns out it was forty four dollars. Oh, uh, that's not even close to fourteen. No, not even close. So when I got the bill. Um, I was pretty, I was, I was not very happy, but I rate with the waiter. You spent a 40, you spent 44 <laughs> bucks on a frozen margarita. I thought it was $14. You didn't go to dollar Rita's at Applebee's. Where the fuck did no. you go? Nobu? I, it's, it's, it's an Ohio place. It's, it's tacos. Watch the, we watched the that we watched Michigan fucking lose or Washington fucking lose while also spending a fuck ton of money on Pretty mid margaritas. So oh. sad, sad night, bad night. I'm sure the wow. listeners will love to hear this pin from me. Yeah. Lost so, an extra 30 on, on the game, too. That's, yeah. So yeah. I'm going to have to deposit a lot of money into FanDuel this weekend so that I can make up for that. No, no way I lose it, too. So it's no refreshing. way. No shot. No shot. <laughs> no way. All right. Let's go to our final topic for the night the Jags' downfall. This has been just a roller coaster. They were eight and three. Through the first eleven games, they end up at nine and eight and miss the playoffs, lose the division to the Texans. Zwick, whose fault is this? Is this Trevor Lawrence's fault? Is this Doug Peterson's fault? Is this just injury luck? What is your diagnosis for the Jaguars? I think I don't think Trevor Lawrence is healthy. I think he's really playing injured, and I'll give him props for that. I guess because I think a hurt Trevor Lawrence is probably better than CJ Beathard, or as Butsy like to call him, CJ beat hard. That one time that was very funny. <laughs> And carry on. Yeah, hit me with my Venmo request, pal, and then we'll be all good. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. set I'll send you the, the $33 for your stupid imported beer. Thank you. Moving along. Yeah, yeah that's gonna suck. All right. But speaking of the Jags, I mean Jags fans, I'm that that just sucks. You were eight and three, and you seemed like the division was a lock. It seemed like playoffs at the minimum was a lock. And now you're sitting at nine and eight and it's, it's over. I mean, you needed to win to get in. It felt like all week. It was, I probably picked the Jags on the pod before. And I guess I'm stupid for that because it felt like all week, the Titans just seemed like they were going to win. Like it was just very, like, it just felt like a Titans win. Derrick Henry's probably last game as a Titan. Apparently it's Mike Vrabel's last game as a Titan. I don't really understand that firing. I think that maybe he's a pat. Guys, Patriot, future Patriot. Could be, could be. Mike so Favreau. Fucking happy. But, I mean, the the defense for Jacksonville let them down. The offense was underperforming. Christian Kirk loss was pretty big. I think that was a really underrated loss for them as a team. He's really their go-to guy in the slot. And they had no running game at all. I mean, the Titans defense completely shut it down. And hats off to the Titans, even though kind of a lost season for them. I think that. They're trending upwards. I think they have really good pieces. Will Levis, Tajay Spears has looked good. Um, Jeffrey Simmons is obviously their defensive anchor. So, I mean, imagine imagine if you're a Jags and Florida State fan. If you're a Jags and Florida State fan out there and you're listening, many of them are, right? I'm That's sure. Good. I'm sure a lot of them are. I mean, I'm just. I'm sorry. That's just yeah. football is not fun for you guys right now, and I don't blame you. Butsy, any uh any ideas on what went wrong? I mean, they were they were eight and three. They had just beaten the Texans, which was huge for the division. And then they lost 
six of the last seven with the one win against the Panthers. I don't know if I've ever seen anything like this. Yeah, I mean, this was an all-time collapse. Like, they had a 96% chance to make the playoffs. When they oh, were, my God. And they were 8-3, and three, and then they proceeded to absolutely fuck it up. And then, if you guys remember last year, um, with five games left in the season, I think it was, they were uh, they had a 3% chance to make the playoffs and ended up winning out. To, to Full circle to moment for the Jacks. Yeah, so they've actually really been through it all um, in the last two years. But this collapse... I would say I think it's a lot to do with that fact that Trevor's not healthy. I, I don't think he can't be playing this bad and, and and be healthy, in my opinion. Like, he has not been playing well. Uh, it's been obvious, and I think the only reason is that he's not healthy, whether it's his shoulder, whether it's his ankle. The guy's absolutely fucking banged up. Um, and, you know, props to him for trying to play through the pain. And I don't know if Swick, like, I don't know if it, if an injured uh, Trevor Lawrence is better than a healthy CJ uh, beat hard. Yeah, I, I mean, CJ. I, I, like, like I, he played really well against the, the Panthers. Everyone plays Panthers. well against the Panthers. But like the Titans are fucking awful. The Titans were horrible all season. Like, oh, they were. And I, I don't know. I, I just, I just struggled to see how, the Jags defense absolutely kind of like like fumbles this game so hard. Um, yeah, the Jags also. They were uh twenty. 20- ninth in yards per carry which doesn't make a lot of sense because they have travis Etienne. they supposedly have a good old line that that may have been debunked at this point but um midway through the season everyone said their O line was awesome and they had 17 rushing touchdowns which was i think top 10 in the league so i don't know why they couldn't run the ball for the back half of the year when they needed to most because trevor was injured like butsy said this this is a disaster titans had nothing to play for they were literally just playing spoiler i mean that's yeah. that's brutal I I I don't I refuse to put any of this on Peterson. Okay, I agree. Well, I don't think he. Did a lot of people are gonna. So. Yeah, we're we're in the minority. It, so what we do is good as good uh good football analysts. Yeah, and I think if he gets fired, I think that would be a disservice to the Jags. I don't think he'll get fired. We shouldn't have to talk about that, but I think that would be a huge step backwards if if the Jags ended up firing him. I doubt that'll happen, but. It's just bad in Jacksonville. Bad. I agree. Yeah, it's tough. It's certainly tough. This is a team, though, I could definitely see bouncing back when you have a quarterback as talented as Trevor Lawrence. I know a lot of people are are really blaming him, too, and I, I don't want to because he's a super talented guy. I know how good he is. Uh, he had a rough stretch, and he was also injured, so I could definitely see him bouncing back and them bouncing back and making the playoffs next year and, and hopefully, you know, at some point becoming a legit contender. Yeah. I don't um, think enough people are talking about the defense, though. Like, the defense has just bad. been, like, under-talked about because, I mean, they played solid, I guess, through the first 11 games. Uh, Josh Allen is an absolute monster, so I don't I don't think this is his fault by any means. The secondary has was terrible the back half of the season. I mean, I, I everyone want, like, because I guess the storylines with the Jags are Trevor Lawrence and are Doug Peterson because those are the two faces of the franchise at the moment. But the defense, man, they just did not show up week in and week out and were got absolutely shredded and gave their offense very little opportunities to to you know get a, get ahead and play with a lead. It felt like the Jags were always playing from behind uh, during this losing streak that they had. So I think their defense did their offense, who was banged up, absolutely no no service. Um, totally agree. 
I won't I won't name names, but I believe some I don't even know if you guys remember this, but I believe someone on this podcast picked Trevor Lawrence as their preseason MVP. Is that me? No, it was me. It was oh. totally me. <laughs> and so that's um I might not know ball for that because I mean couldn't have been farther from MVP. Totally disappointing. So uh, I'll just I'll just let you guys know that I did that, and you guys can make fun of me all you want, but no, Jordan... we, we don't do that here. We don't clown people for bad taste. Yeah, you totally ratted yourself out. I had no, I, I thought it was me. No, I mean it's I'm it's for. <laughs> Listen, we all for, have them. I mean Matt Eberflus. I mean he's coming back for another Chargers. Season. Matt Eberflus, Chargers, yeah. Chargers yeah. Yeah. Some, Commanders. Some bad, bad preseason. I thought the Commanders would be good. Um, that yeah, was the, the Bucks and and who believed in Baker Mayfield? That turns out to be oh, sorry, that's a that's yeah. That oh, Zwick, Zwick also thought the Bucks were going to win one game, and now they might win a playoff. Did I say game. that. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you did. You I did. suck. I'm hey, you're it's it's your rookie podcasting year, dude. It's growing pains. Big yeah. big swings, big misses, and big hits. That's how it goes. They were supposed I, to be so we just, bad. we just we just incorporated <laughs> two completely different sports into one analogy. I yeah, forgot. I, mean, it. I forgot that's what I do. That. Fuck. You swing, you swing, and you miss in the batter's box. And then Ray Lewis comes and just takes your head off. That's how. Yeah. That's how the rookie year of podcasting goes. Jordan, yes. you just ruined my day because you reminded me that I said that the Bucks would win. I'm surprised you don't remember that. That was like your no, whole I, summer I, take, dude. I, I, I. Now that I, now that you say that, it's like all coming back to me. How I thought they were like the least talented team in the league, and how I thought they'd be fucking terrible, and I thought, yeah. I Jeremy thought that the Panthers Beagle. would contend. Yeah, think about NFL, that. It turns out the NFL is really unpredictable. <laughs> it turns out, yeah, who would have thought? All right, we will wrap it up here. We got an exciting weekend of football coming up. At some point, we're going to try and give out our full playoff predictions, our Super Bowl predictions. Um, so stay tuned for that. Thank you for listening, and peace.